From 30,000 feet above the desert floor I see it there below A city with a legend The West Texas city of El Paso Where long ago I heard a song about a Texas cowboy and a girl And a little place called Roses where he used to go and watch this beauty world I don't recall who sang the song but I recall the story that I heard And as I looked down on the city I remember each and every word The singer sang about a jealous cowboy and the way he used to go To kill another cowboy then he had to leave El Paso on the run El Paso City by the Rio Grande The cowboy lived and rode away but love was strong he couldn't stay he rode back just to die and that El Paso said El Paso my mind but still I find there's such a mystery in the song that I don't understand my mind is down there somewhere as I fly above the badlands of New Mexico I can't explain why I should know the very trail he rode back to El Paso can it be that man can disappear from the life and live another time and does the mystery deepen cause you think that you yourself lived in that other time somewhere in my deepest thoughts familiar scenes and memories unfold these wild and unexplained emotions that I've had so long But I have never told Like every time I fly up through the heavens And I see you there below I get the feeling sometime in another world I lived in El Paso mystery that died there in that desert sand so long ago El Paso City by the Rio Grande The voice tells me to go and see Another voice keeps telling me Maybe death awaits me in El Paso El Paso City
and two sisters.
Okay, so my husband was a little shocked by that answer, but <laughs> but hey, my sister said, you know, that his love for us um, just continued with his great grandchildren. He always told his wife and his daughter that it took him better blessing up to get to the children of his children. And yet he just wants to be a blessing.
good that one. But uh, anyway, I had to also get up. Thank <laughs> you. 
dad began his journey then, he took some Sunday school and first started some friendship. And he continued to teach Sunday school until last Sunday morning. Um, after establishing their roots in here in Crockett County, the young family finally left the home. And then um, I was born here. And then he began working at the Tennessee Farmers Co-op. For a number of years, he was also part owner of the cotton mill. And if you didn't know this, my dad loved the color pink and locked down the cotton mill. He painted every cotton corner pink. And I'm reminded of this now that they rolled the cotton. A lot of them coated in pink. And so daddy was a pioneer of the color pink in cotton. He then decided to begin selling life insurance where he found his true love of helping people develop a financial plan to give them security. He expanded his financial services to include investments and began educating people how to build earthly wealth. But Dad also understood that earthly wealth was being fleeting and invested in the real wealth of Christmas service. When they moved to Alamo, where they would live the rest of his life, they became members here in Alamo First Baptist Church. And when I say members, I really mean that he contributed his time, efforts, and money into this group of Christians for the next 58 years. He was unwavering in his devotion, and he was vigilantly inviting and informing the people in church. And hopefully today and then we were offered a piece of music from God because he's given that to young children in this church as long as I can remember. This morning, the young people of the church gave out a plan to honor him. We believe, he believed that young people were crucial to the growth of the church, and he encouraged and orchestrated as Brent said, Brent said, the move of this church to this property to allow for expansion. He knew there was no way to expand in the town, and he knew that they could expand their horizons here so close to all the highways. My dad also invested in his family. You don't realize I'm looking at the pictures of his hobby in life with us. He didn't have a hobby, he lived it with us. His first two, Joe Wayne and I, and then Hannah. Mariah, Tyler, Sabrina, and as they've already told you, he was an Alabama Red Devil, football, basketball, baseball, cheerleading, and band fan. And then he became a Marshall County, Kentucky, cheerleading, basketball, track, and soccer. He was the biggest fan of number 40 in racing, and he was a very good Admiral football fan. He was a Tennessee fan, and much to the chagrin of one grandson, he was a Kentucky fan. He, as we had told you, he, was, he spent most of uh, He came to every event he could come to about kids, even though they were anywhere from two to five hours. And as one of them said, all of our friends, every last one of us, Joe Ray and I, they would all ask if we were parents with him. And I'd be like, no, they're fixed to get in a car and drive five hours across the state after a football game. So, but there's just no substitute for that love. And then I would be remiss if I didn't remind y'all about his great-grandchildren, as they've already been talking. He absolutely loved them, giving 
as Rob said, he had already gotten the wagon put together for Rogue. He had given Henry a tractor. And then Henry got to see him the day he died. And the pictures from that day are just so special because it just gave him so much joy. And Ada Kate has shared this is twin birthday. So she'll be growing up here with that. And then Red, who we just welcomed. If I could say, sum up my dad's life, it would be that he put God first always. We were next, and we were friends. And he had tons of friends. People that I didn't know he was friends with have come up to us and asked. But he does. Absolutely incredible. But what he always taught us was to be persistent. He didn't have any hands clean except persistent. So we never gave up. Persevering and never giving up. A trait he could absolutely instill in all of us. So I'll close with Isaiah 40, 31. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not become weak. They will walk.
they never heard him say so. When it comes close, he's not heard him to get critical of these behaviors. And we need to clarify. That's what you're supposed to do. Again, that's another life lesson for Michael Armstrong. I remember in 1967, I encouraged you to take some of these life lessons home and make sure you have a business deal that you never did. I apologize to you for it. And other people, I saw it last night, I've seen it today, all the churches I've seen, and I'm going to leave you some quotes here, okay? Because I don't want to mess them up today. Talking about exhorting in other people, your daddy's been to take a unique ability to make you feel better after talking to him. A rare gift that very few people have. Wonderful man. And I'm going to hear Tony come here, but I was shocked when I saw this guy the first time. Because uh, I knew him very well. He's not the most uh, affectionate person I've ever talked about in my life. What a, what a precious man that blesses to everyone that he's with. Mr. Ellis is a beautiful person. This is somebody, again, uh, typically a, a male person, probably never used that phrase specific, but he was useful to him. And I said this is not the best person to be Raymond is one of the kindest persons I've ever known. Raymond was amazing all the blessings of that to him in his life. In fact, he just came to me somebody at one of our colleges I was teaching for Sunday school said, you know, Sister, did you uh, use my phone to make some money? And I'm tired of it. It's been like you all along. He's my friend. He's the best man I've ever known. And the first thing that I said to him was, I said, again, you can love him. You love him in character, but how he treats you is a different thing. He's a class guy. His words are his thoughts. They're his life. You know, I had one person ask me yesterday. I got a whole bunch of them last night. They're so close with, with these thoughts about exhorting other people in business. I wanted you and your assistants to know what a giant of a man Mr. Raymond was to me. He was one of the most influential men in my young life. I realized and said that man has a kind of commitment to make to his church and to, to his audience and even to his staff when he needs to help us. And his voice is a sign for God's blessing. And uh, you saw a number of voice notes in there uh, last night that talked about the good times and the things that are going on there too. So, Pretty amazing. Uh, and, and I was thinking, uh, just so you all know this, and I think you may be listening by Facebook uh, with First Missionary Baptist. If you don't, uh, Brother Dale back in Sunday is going to uh, come up in here and have some lessons with you before he comes. And Brother Dale, uh, the Lord <laughs> moved by giving me all these texts and promises. And I was sitting there thinking, well, this must be one good preacher that the Lord wants to have. You know, what, what could he do for me? I thought, He's thinking of giving me what I need for so many years this year. A couple of more life lessons here. I'm thinking about them. Um, it's already been mentioned here today about the life events. And, and I think Hannah had it wrong. I think it was maybe Ted Hendricks that got the word wrong. Hannah was having a record ball game in the 10th grade class at the Kentucky Cavaliers at one of our biggest rivals. And for some
their clients just wiped out in like 
Jacob and came to Laban and said, Can you request two months of food and payment for goods and drinking? I gave him for 30 to two months of credit. My dad said, You need to be looking for a partner. I said, A partner? I said, Have you paid the bill? And I did a coffee job. He knew that I had a practice in business to keep going and then to keep coming. Planning on the apartment, planning on the road there. Which then he had one heck of a lot of road there. But then, if you don't, uh, if you don't, if you don't plan, you plan to fail. And uh, he said, "Well, I think you, you told me to that." Then my dad was before his time. I heard some of the young people first that the flag time about him being first and he was first and going to church. And my dad, he was all this stuff about work-life balance. He was way ahead of his time because his view of his work-life balance it wasn't work and be off and all that. His, his work-life balance was he would always say life is like a school. You have God, you have family, you have your career, and your community. And if you ever get one of those things tilted, you're going to work over. And I don't know about you at 67 years old, I still have to work to try to balance those in all my accounts, too. So again, that was one of the life lessons he, uh, he taught us here. And again, um, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but all these lessons I'm telling you, But 
we went back years ago, we'd always take a fall road trip. We took all our dogs and mom and dad up there. We stayed in downtown Chicago. It's very nice. It's a place called Chicago. Actually, off the corner. But anyway, so I kept asking the hotel people, I said, what about me going to My dad had the airplane and had to bring the boat to Chicago. My dad says, I know where to go. You know where the airplane is. I'll go there. And if I'm going to go down that place with my mom and dad and three daughters and a wife, I want to stop there and pray. I want to be able to get out of there. So I ran into a children to go Thank you. 
lucky to have two uh, people that I graduated with and actually a couple more that graduated and I got, I got texts or messages from probably 20 of my high school classmates and even other people in my class. Gary and I have been friends uh, all gosh, since the third grade. Uh, we, we've done a lot of things. Uh, our family is very loved here. Uh, we're very thankful for the opportunity to participate in the service here. One quick thing, uh, we're proud, I'm proud of Gary, he went to college, he went to law school, he became uh, a district attorney, he represented me for many years, he's very successful as a Kentucky here uh, for this district, and he's currently at this county here. But I want to tell you one thing about Gary here, is I, I, I talk to thinking, I need to get this opportunity to do but I want to tell you something about Gary. He has, he has, he has a distinction of being picked out of his last high school class in the last hour. Okay? And you know how I know that? Because I was picked out with him. The uh, principal came down the hall. He looked at me and Gary. He went, Gary? Oh, uh, well, well, actually, it was Miss Robinson. Robbins was a, a member here, and, and unfortunately, her and Mr. Harold died. Uh, and I'll tell you another thing, since you talked to us. So I would come back to church here occasionally, and I'd see Miss Robbins out back there, and then I'd see Gary sometime, we'd be talking. Miss Robbins was probably uh, uh, kind of dry here, but you know, she came up to me and she said, For some reason, I think I need to make you and Gary stand out beside each other. Gary, if you would uh, close our service, please, sir.